Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about uncovering the meaning of emotions. Why do we feel the things that we do? This is the You Don't Know Me podcast, and I'm Juliana J. and let's dive into emotions. Are emotions truths? Are thoughts truths? Are beliefs truths? In all truthfulness, thoughts are just thoughts you think. They're not necessarily rooted in any truths. And beliefs, same. Beliefs are generated from thoughts, and you are the thinker of your thoughts, but your thoughts are not necessarily an absolute out in the world. They're just a thought or a belief that you in particular have. That's great news because if you have thoughts like self-hatred or unworthiness or, or things like that, you can change your thoughts that are leading to emotions. You don't really feel like they're serving you. So you have the power to change your thoughts and your beliefs and the emotions around those thoughts and beliefs anytime you want to, even if the thought or belief has to do with an event that happened to you. You still have the power to reinvent what you think about that event or the thoughts you have created and beliefs you have created around an event or situation that happened. So thoughts are not truths. Therefore, emotions are also not truths because emotions are what comes out of your thoughts. So once you think a certain thing, you, you attach an emotion to the thought. Emotions arise from our thoughts. Our thoughts are product of our experiences. They can be from our childhood experiences, our past relationship experiences, our belief systems we were brought up in, or chose to believe in. Thoughts can also come from rules and regulations, things like that, that we grew up with, or, or that became part of, say, our uh, work culture. Thoughts can even come from the media we consume. So obviously that's pretty obvious in terms of what people will believe depending on what the media is projecting. Again, one thing I want to really stress about thoughts is that our thoughts are just our thoughts. Thoughts are simply thoughts, nothing more. They aren't truths, they're just thoughts. And we are not our thoughts. This is really, really important. You're not your thoughts. If you think you are unworthy or something like that, you aren't that thought. You are merely the thinker of that thought. You think you're unworthy. It's not a truth. It's just that you are the thinker of that thought. You are not that thought. Again, where do we get these thoughts? It can be from peers, family, friends, partners, children, bosses, co-workers. It can be media, news outlets, books, articles. It can be things you learned in school or in the work environment or social groups and so much more. Everything we notice has the potential to influence us. Now, I'm sure some of you have heard that you have thousands and thousands of pieces of stimuli coming at you at every second, and you choose to only see around 40 of the stimuli. And of that 40, 
you could really notice something and create a thought around it. Or you could just let it float by and not think much of it, right? You're kind of controlling that. A lot of times, like the big thing I see is in the work environment per se, people will really, really grab onto work dogma that isn't really helpful for the human being or the person. It's more like a dogma that was passed down from a uh, political viewpoint. It can be um, a capitalist viewpoint or a socialist viewpoint or something like that. It can be uh, just what bosses you have known, how you know your corporation works. And it's not necessarily your own belief about how work should be, but you're so infiltrated with this information of work, 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 work. You got to work more than 40 hours a week. You got to produce this much. You have to do that much. You have to be better than everyone else around you. You have to be constantly proving yourself. That is not a truth. That is a thought you have received from somewhere else in order to keep you working. It's not necessarily your own thought about work. You've just internalized it as a consequence. Um, that's one thing I really hope we as a collective can do more of is to really redefine the work environment into something that is more healthy for all of us instead of just nose to the grindstone, work hard, play hard, and all that other strange notions that are pitched to us. You know, we don't have to work hard, play hard. We can work and play. And they don't have to be things we do that are hard. They can be just things that organically come and go. Sure, we have to do certain things at work because there's expectations, but we don't have to work ourselves into burnout and then party so hard that our personal life is also in crisis. Things like that, you know, we just internalize it so easily because of how it's pitched to us and we're getting so much stimuli all the time. Some things were just like, oh, thank God, someone else made this decision for me. I can work hard, play hard. I don't have to think about it anymore, you know? So again, circling back to the good news is that you can change your thoughts. Changing your thoughts involves creating a different story around a thought or experience or belief, and then changing your emotions when you change that narrative. You change the emotions that are associated with the narrative. For example, if you have this play hard, work hard um, belief system, you, you might feel a lot of anxiety around that. You know, there's a lot of anxiety associated with that. There's a lot of fear. Am I working hard enough? Am I playing hard enough? Will people think I'm, you know, lame if I go to bed at eight o'clock tonight because I'm just so burned out? You know, those types of things. So you have these emotions around this belief of work hard, play hard, but you can change the narrative about work and therefore you can change your emotions. Like what if your narrative about work was, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to learn, grow, stretch, find enjoyment in my work, do what I can, be more verbal. So if I'm not going to meet a deadline, I'm out ahead of that, making the changes I need to make in order to still have a smooth transition. And then some nights after work, I am going to go out and party with my friends and do fun things. And other nights, 
I'm going to stay in and maybe watch a movie while I lay in bed in my pajamas. And that's cool. The emotions around that are much less than the emotions around the work hard, play hard. The work, the emotions around, I'm just going to do my best is not so anxiety laden. It's not so tiring. It's not so, um, self-harming it doesn't make you feel like by self-harming i mean it make you feel like you're lesser of a person because you weren't measuring up to these work hard standards or play hard standards you're not worried about what other people are thinking as much you're just you know going to work and doing your best and you're coming home and you're doing what you need to do for yourself you know maybe it's self-care you're doing that thoughts because thoughts are not truths You are the thinker of your thoughts, and you can change your thoughts. Here is a practice for changing your thoughts and emotions. So find a quiet place. Get really comfy. Close your eyes if you can. You don't have to, but if you choose not to close your eyes, just have a soft focus somewhere. Concentrate on something that you're seeing so that you don't get torn away by looking around, looking out the window or whatever. Just concentrate on looking with soft eyes, soft focus at something. Take a few minutes to breathe in deeply and breathe out deeply and just do that a couple times until you feel really settled and calm. For some people, this will be a few rounds of breath and for other people, it might be a couple of minutes. Consider a thought that gives you a feeling of unrest or that you would like to change. Maybe it even gives you some sadness. Pick something easy for your first times around. Of course, you can use this technique on any thought. But start with something that's not so deep-rooted, something that's maybe troubling but not devastating or so extremely painful you can hardly think about it, right? Think about something, you know, that you'd like to change but that isn't so rooted in all these other things. It's really entwined, something too painful to think about. No. Okay, so you get your thought. Feel the thought. Take a moment to sit with the thought. What are the emotions that go with the thought? What do your emotions look like? Examine them. Where do they live in your body? You know, is it back pain? Is it in your heart? Is it in your stomach? Is it in your feet or legs? Where is that emotion? Where are those feelings in your body? Do they have a shape or a color? Where do they live? Do they move around when you're not thinking about it? Is it somewhere else in your body, like chronic back pain? But when you think about it, it's close to your heart. Where are they? Just examine that and take a few minutes to really sit with that. Concentrate on the emotion. What is it telling you? And what does it want you to learn? So really think about that. You know, what is this emotion I'm having? Where does it live? What color is it? What shape is it? Where is it? What is it trying to tell me? If it's a feeling like anxiety, maybe it's trying to tell you this belief is um, it, it's too hard. It's not, it's not flowing with who you are as a human being. And so you're creating all this anxiety around it, or you're, you have fear around it because maybe you don't have enough information or something like that. What is it telling you? Say to yourself, this is an emotion stemming from a thought. Examine your thoughts. Is there another way to look at your thoughts? Are there other narratives you can give to the thought? Realize that you are not your thoughts. You're just the thinker of the thought. 
You can change the thought and you can change the emotion around the thought. So imagine another narrative if you can. You say you are having a hard time in a relationship because of a reoccurring situation and you're feeling like that person is not listening to you and that is creating a lot of anger. What might be another belief or thought about the situation that's occurring? Maybe that person doesn't have the tools to do what you're asking them to do, or maybe they think that you aren't doing enough of something else to balance that out, or maybe they're feeling like you're trying to take their power. And if that's what it is, that changes the emotions. You're not angry because they aren't listening to you or caring about you. You're trying to come to a place of understanding about what they might be feeling and and then strategizing about how you can get them to actually hear you rather than it escalating into a fight. And it just kind of takes away a little bit of, of all of that emotion that you've balled up around it when you've created the thought that they're not listening to you. Then say thank you. Find your current feelings, that feeling of anger, say, that we were just talking about, and find gratitude for that old emotion. Tell that emotion, thank you. Thank you for helping me to realize what I had internalized. Thank you for helping me work past this and redefine it. Thank you for showing me that this thought needed some work. And forgive yourself. Realize that that thought you had was there to protect you. You know, by by thinking they're not listening to you and being angry at them, it's protecting you in a way. You don't have to look at what you're bringing to the situation. You don't have to strategize about it. You don't have to do any work about it. You can just be angry and it's done. So it was protecting you. Imagine happiness and love surrounding you. Imagine the feeling of pure forgiveness and love for yourself. Allow yourself to feel this love deeply. Sit with it for at least two, three minutes, five minutes if you can. Where is the love in your body? How does it feel? What color is it? Is it radiating out from beyond you? Sit with your feelings until it really sinks in. And like I said, a couple minutes, and it'll seem like a long time, but you can do this whole exercise and say five to 10 minutes if you want to. Or sometimes I bring it out to an hour and I really, really think about it deeply. It all depends on where you are in your in your meditation practice and how long you can really sit with things or a certain if you're really working with something challenging, you might only sit with it five minutes at a time and you might do this over and over. Then ask yourself, can I change this thought and emotion behind it? Think about this. What stories do I hold about myself in the world that limits me? How do I describe myself? What do I believe about life, love, hope, humanity? Now, all these things, hearkening back to that being angry that you think they're not listening to you and you ask them for something. What story is that that's limiting you? Are you thinking everyone's out to get you or people don't have respect for you? How do you describe yourself? Lack of respect, people don't care, things like that. What stories do I need to change in order to feel differently about my life and about myself? What do I label as good and bad and how do I decide? What is the mo- what is that model and how is it working for me? 
What would I have to believe in order to shift my perspective or beliefs? What's possible if I weren't so attached to this negative story? What do I need to shift my beliefs? Is it a different perspective? Is it more knowledge? Is it more understanding? Is it more thinking? What is it? Explore a thought that is more healing and helpful and nurturing with regards to the story that you have led these old emotions and beliefs about you to change your view of the world. Like if you can change that narrative into something more healing and helpful and nurturing rather than what the old emotion and belief was, then you can change your emotions around it and how you view the world. Could there be other thoughts about the situation? Can you change that? Imagine a different narrative with different thoughts, beliefs, and emotions, and then that sink in for a couple minutes. Redefine the emotion to fit your narrative, your new narrative. You might work with this thought for a while, repeating this exercise until the emotions have shifted into place and you feel content with it. You might still be trying to figure out, well, what would the new narrative be? I'm not quite sure. I need to do this a couple more times to really figure that out and to really figure out my new feelings about it. Sometimes it's hard to give up old feelings. You, you've really used them to define yourself and they're hard to let go of. So you need to kind of do this a couple of times to, to allow yourself to let go of these things you've been holding on really tightly for sometimes most of your life. Feel the new emotion deeply and say to yourself, may I feel, insert the new emotion here. For example, may I feel content. Say this to yourself three times. Then extend the same kind wishes to the greater humanity, to all of the world and all the beings on it. May others feel contentment. Using the above example, such the example of um, being mad at somebody, maybe you say, may I feel worthy and may others feel worthy. Maybe that's why you had so much anger around people not listening. It's feeding a belief system that you're not worthy. So if you say, may I feel worthy, may others feel worthy, extend that feeling out to others and share your new emotion with humanity. We've all been there. You're not alone. You're not the first person to feel these feelings. Although your situ- your beliefs, your thoughts, your emotions around them are uniquely yours. There are other people who have really suffered kind of the same thoughts about themselves or beliefs or emotions. We have all felt unpleasant emotions, but we've also felt joyful, wondrous emotions. Allow all, we all allow our thoughts to shape our emotions. So it's really realizing that you're not alone, that everyone struggles, but that you can change it. If that seems like something you're not ready for yet, you can start with a meditation on the metaverse. So try the metaverse. In a meditation, you might stick with just one verse, or you might do all of it, or you might do parts of it. I did a lot of meditations on uh, the metaverse, and I will link them in the YouTube feed so that you can see what all those are, and I sort of walk you through it. 
So try meditating with the metaverse. Again, sit comfortably, quietly, close your eyes or have a soft gaze, be very comfortable. You can lay down if you want, whatever works for you. And the metaverse really works like this. You can make up your own verses depending on what emotions you're really uh, working with. But it's, may I be loved. May I be happy. May I be safe. May I be free. And the next verse might be, may you be loved. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be free. And the next verse is, may they be loved. May they be happy. May they be safe. May they be free. Then, may we be loved. May we be happy. May we be safe. May we be free. And then, may all beings be loved. May all beings be happy. May all beings be safe. May all beings be free. May all beings awaken to the light of our true nature. Whatever you feel like you need to say, you can say in the metaverse. Whatever emotions you're working with, and add in some others. So you repeat each grouping separately using your emotions you would like to change and feel into those emotions. Feel into the emotions you are claiming for yourself and for others. Let them flow over you like warm water, soft and nourishing. Really take your time with it. This is such a great meditation verse. Just taking one line, like I said, you could take one line, may I be loved, may I be loved. You could take one verse, may I be loved, may I be happy, may I be safe, may I be free, may I awaken to the light of my own true nature, or you can go through all of the verses. So there you have it. That's my take on emotions and how to work with them and reinvent your own limiting beliefs and emotions. I hope you get some benefit out of these two practices I shared with you. You can start with the metaverse if doing the first one is a little too hard for you to do. And once you feel really confident and really lived into the metaverse, you know, a lot of people will do that for 21 days or 30 days or something like that. Then maybe you move to the first exercise. Or maybe you do them both in tandem. It's really up to you and what your needs are. But practice it regularly or until you can shift your perspective and your thoughts and your beliefs. And when something happens out in the world that you're like, oh, gosh, that really hurt me or this is horrible or embarrassing or this or that, whatever it is, take a moment and stop and realize you are not your thoughts. You're just the thinker of your thoughts. You can create whatever narrative around whatever happens that you would like to create. Have you ever noticed how some people create a narrative that you feel is so far from the truth about a situation that happened? Maybe they did something horrible and they have justified it and they can get other people to believe that just because they believe it so strongly. That's their thought. You can also do the same and have the same power. You can have a different belief about something, a different thought, a different emotion. And if you're committed to that, really living into it, other people will feel it too. Just remember that your thoughts are not truths. They are just thoughts. 
And you can redefine them anytime. And you can redefine the emotions that go with the thoughts. And that any thought you think for a period of time is going to create an emotion behind it. So be careful about your thoughts. What kind of emotions do you want to walk around with? Let me know how it goes. And until then, know that I love you and I support you. Take care, my friends, and I'll see you in the next one.